There's a debate raging in the media about Ofsted at the moment, sparked by the tragic death of Reading head teacher Ruth Perry, who took her own life while waiting for the release of an Ofsted report which downgraded her school. This week, we're discussing Ofsted and asking if it's fit for purpose. Are inspections an effective tool for improving teaching standards, or are they simply a form of torture for teachers? Can a school really be judged in the space of two days? And are one-word judgments helpful for parents, pupils or teachers? And of course, it's not just us. We're joined by Graham Tyra. Graham worked in education for 38 years. He was a head teacher in two different secondary schools for 10 years. And Graham worked as an Ofsted inspector and HMI until 2020. Uh, it's worth adding here that all his views in this podcast are completely personal. They don't represent the policies of any organisation. He's here as our friend and our guest. Welcome, Graham. Hello, thank you very much for asking me. I would join you, first of all, in, in recognising the uh, tragedy that occurred to Ruth and her family and so on, and, uh, and, and uh, all of the sadness and sorrow that, that, that is around all of that. It's, it's, of course, a horrible human, human tragedy. Yeah. yeah, of course. And if you are, if anyone is feeling overwhelmed by anything that comes to teaching, it happens to us all, please mm. do reach out and find mm. the help that you need. Um, there's lots of links in our bio about where you can get the help you need. Yeah, yeah and I, I must say, I was an ASCAL member for, for when I was a head teacher and, um, and it, during the many Ofsteds, many, well, during the Ofsteds that I was uh, part of as a head teacher, uh, I can't rate ASCAL as a support too highly. They were, they were, they were absolutely fantastic and their helpline right through you know i did i can't say i called the helpline immediately on learning we were going to be offsteaded but pretty quickly afterwards yeah. <laughs> and they talked they were great for talking me through it you know and and reassuring yeah. me and down down a lot of head teachers are catastrophizers you know and uh, yes absolutely i can imagine and i certainly was you know and yeah. so you you immediately think the worst so what made you transition from head teacher to offsted uh did you Find that becoming an inspector changed your mind on some of the issues that you thought of a head teacher, or I think um, I'd had enough of being a head teacher. Uh, mm. I used to I was inspecting while I was a head teacher as a serving you know practitioner inspector, um, as what I think was then called an additional inspector. And then partly uh, I I think uh, at a very base level curiosity. If I'm totally mm. honest with you, yeah. what is this like to be an inspector and so partly that, um, of course, there is a nobility of of um, of uh, reason. I suppose the reason why anybody goes into any career has, at some level, to be altruistic. You know, otherwise, yeah. how can you look your face in the, in the mirror? You have to believe you're doing a good job, or you have to believe yeah. that you want to do a good job. Yeah. Um, I have to say, as you imply, moving from head teacher, which is patently and obviously service, although yeah. not all my colleagues would have agreed with me, I don't think. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and actually, the role of being a head teacher and inspector is very similar, mm. as I learned. And one of the things that we used to get told on, on training for MPQH and so on is that occasionally it's not bad to see yourself as an inspector in residence because you have to... You have yeah. to go, you have to involve yourself in the school with the same way that Ofsted do, without fear or mm. favour. You have to yeah. be the advocate for the child. But it would be uh, slightly foolish, I think, and incredible to say that a decision to move over into the inspectorate full time was 
wholly and completely altruistic. I don't think any inspector would say that. Most inspectors, if I'm totally honest, we like the sound of our own voices, and we and we believe we have something to say. We believe we have some. We have a a view mm-hmm. <laughs> about mm-hmm. education, and if that view aligns with you know the state's view of education as 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 defined by law, essentially, because Ofsted mm-hmm. only seek to implement the yeah. various education acts and if that aligns and you're taken on then you yeah you do feel you do feel like you're contributing you do you do feel that you really do feel that actually i'll come on to that more later if you wish. but so yeah curiosity and yeah genuinely a sense of well could i be of any use it's your own time you're wasting Ramblings from Beyond the Classroom with Marie and Jodie. Everybody in schools who works in schools in any capacity, I think, you do form views as you are in the school, don't you? I think, well, I do anyway. You, you, you kind of think, gosh, that's fantastic. If you stumble across something that's just amazing in practice, yeah. you know, in terms of what a child happens to have learned and you think, oh, my goodness that's incredible how did she do that and you also conversely don't you you when you're in a school you can't help it can you because you if you've got a passion for education as all of us do you can't help it if you see something in a school and you think oh my lord Mm. something there be it safeguarding be it be it you know uh, tragically slow progress when you just know it could be different (laughs) you can't help it yeah, absolutely. Um, all of us have that. We're never going to get rid of the variability in schools, I don't think, mm. are we? No, no. That's and the variability is often between classroom and classroom. It's, it's yeah. it, it can be as huge. Absolutely. It can be. I found it can be bigger in a department, mm. in an English department. You know, one one teacher next to the other teacher, one teacher's less uh, practice can be just breathtaking, mm. and next door, rather more like me, a bit mundane, a bit dull. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's hard to keep it all singing, all dancing, though, all the time, isn't it? Oh, impossible, Mm. impossible, impossible. You can't, and if you do try to do that, you do yourself in. Yeah, you have to. One of the things I most said you'd say to myself, and used to say to people in schools, is just be good enough. Just be good enough. Mm. That's you need to be. You need to be good. You need to try, of course. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I found the most rewarding thing as an inspector, and it sounds a bit, you know, pious but it's true was when a teacher would come for their feedback mm. because yeah. that's the that's the cold face isn't it that's what that's Absolutely. the that's where it that's where the rubber hits the road as it were mm. and where a teacher has been dreading the whole experience ever since the head teacher has stood up in the staff room to say hello everybody well tomorrow we've got inspectors in and you just know because i know as i've been there it's, your heart sinks into your boots yeah. almost nobody if they're, they're lying if they say Hurrah! no one feels that the good teacher, <laughs> the good teachers in the school think oh, my Lord, mm. this matters. Mm. They're the good yeah. teachers. They're the best teachers. Yeah. The ones who don't care, they say, oh, who cares? Who cares? They can say they're either lying or they're, or they're, or they're potentially not very helpful to the organisation because they just yeah. don't care. And there aren't many of those, but there are some because every organisation is about normal bell curve, isn't it? And we've got yeah. people who are, the one who are thinking, oh, God, when's it home time? And I don't want to be here and I hate this job. And others who are just spectacular and will not ever go home and burn themselves out.
as an Ofsted inspector, how did you prepare for an inspection? Well, um, uh, when you were, an, uh, if you were a lead inspector as an as an as a, uh, a non-contracted OI, you would do. You would be told of your inspection. Let me see if I can remember this correctly. You'd be told you were going to do an inspection about three or four weeks before. You would be told where it was and when it was. You kept all that secret, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then you went into all of the information about the school you could possibly gather. Both, And in, and in the framework I was inspecting under, um, you went to all the data on the schools, you know, the progress of the pupils. Um, I never inspected under the inspection framework that, prioritized attainment so you looked at all the data on progress you looked at all the data on attendance you looked at all the data on behavior which is about the same thing attendance and behavior tend to come under the same thing and then you looked at all of the previous inspection reports all the monitoring reports if there were any you know every single it was a it is a mammoth and i don't say this with any expectation of sympathy it is an absolutely mammoth and then your 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 preparation is then inspected by your quality assurer to make sure that you've got all the bases and then you submit your um, pre-inspection uh, notes to both your team that would be usually the day before um, or and your, your your line manager essentially your quality assurer would yeah. then also see your notes and if you'd missed something glaring they would tell you um, and um, and that's how you would prepare um, we do have some listener feedback. As always, if you ever want to kind of comment on what we're talking about, uh, you can email us at beyondmailbag at twinkle.co.uk. And don't forget, the twinkle has no E. Mm. Um, so this one comes from a maths teacher whose first name is A. Um, my experiences with Ofsted led me to the conclusion that they arrived with a decision largely made based on the data and then looked to fit the report to that. Lesson feedback from my observations was often so far removed from my own analysis of my lessons that I cynically arrived at the conclusion that, save me doing something outrageous, my teaching was largely irrelevant to the feedback I received. As I read that, I could just see Graham just shaking his head. Yeah, shaking. Um, it really isn't. I, I used to think that as well when I was when I was a head teacher and teacher and you know middle leader and whatever that's exactly what I thought exactly mm. what I thought but the quality assurance frameworks around around what you do um, are and in fact I'll, I'll not be too too betraying too much of a confidence if I say mm. this that when on one inspection I was on as a as a team inspector and without a leadership role I remember saying at the start of the inspection to the lead inspector. And our team meeting before the day started, I said, well, how do you want this to go? Mm. Mm. And I was within a hair's breadth of being kicked off the team there and then. Wow. It was really taken seriously that you must not prejudge. Ah. And all because one of the things is, is that all the documentation you produce and all of the analysis you do are all public documents. So that from the minute you're told you're going to inspect school A, for example, you then start doing your analysis and everything you write down about the school, your early thoughts, your early notes, your analysis, your comparative work, everything you do is public. Yeah. So and stored away and fine. Now it's all electronic, but it was all on paperwork mm. when I did it and became electronic during the latter years of my inspection and, and can be summoned under data, data under freedom of information by anybody. 
with a genuine interest in that school, be it a teacher, you can you can go back during any inspection and say to Ofsted, I'd like to see every prep that inspector did before they came to my school. So, and you can get it and you can have a look at it. And if you want to, you can use that as a means of challenging the inspection to say, look, he's written here. This school is likely to be X, Y or other. Yeah. Or, gosh, this feels like inadequate to me. Or uh, uh, because for precisely that reason, because there are occasionally inspections that are challenged legitimately because inspectors are on the bell curve as well. There are those who are, who, who are but they're let go. I have to tell you, and I don't expect any sympathy for this whatsoever. No, neither should there be, because it's the most responsible job in schools mm. and people's lives. Inspectors are regularly let go. I mean, by that, fired, um, yeah. and uh, the, and uh, because they do precisely that, or they copy inspection reports from previous inspections, or do something, oh. and that and that that the, I, how can I put this? The quality assurance, I keep going on about it, but every step of your inspection right through to your writing the report, in fact, more so at the writing the report end, you've got somebody on your shoulder the entire time. Even when you're HMI, you've got a senior HMI, your line manager, who looks at what you do, looks at your early drafts. Then when you write the report, for example, that goes off to your first quality assurer, they look at it and look at every single sentence you write and say, where's the evidence? Because you have to send all the evidence off to your quality assurer yeah. with your, th- those used to be called the F forms, the evidence forms, the things that inspectors scribble on during the time they're there. And your report would always be sent back with, have you got enough on this? Did you send, did you mean this word or this word? Because the evidence you've got doesn't really support what you've just said. So do you mean that? Or do you mean something else? What do you mean? Because the evidence doesn't support it. The evidence doesn't support it. And then you'd have to justify it to your QA. It's mm. Essentially, it's a mini trial. Because yeah. inspectors, an inspection can, quite rightly, be challenged in court right up to, and are, right up to judicial review. Yeah. and have been successfully challenged. If an inspection is successfully challenged, Ofsted are quite rightly shaking to the core of their foundations because mm-hmm. it means their credibility. No, ins- Every inspection rests on the credibility of every other. And very occasionally, inspections are overturned. It's not yeah. often, and I would maintain, because the inspections are very tightly overseen. And that is, I have to say, partly why in the end I thought, do I want to keep doing this? Because it is, it is uh, the work involved is, and rightly so, massive. Mm. It's reassuring, though, to know that there are those safeguards for every single I thought so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, because that's, I, that's... I got, I used to get inspection judgments. We, 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 and I've, I've, seen, I've worked in schools at one level or another, in, in schools in every category. And, to be taught, I remember taking over a school in Coventry as the head teacher there, and uh, it was in Serious Weaknesses. And uh, the first inspection, it kept it in Serious Weaknesses. Oh, God, I was devastated. Absolutely yeah. devastated. And I really did think, as your, as our friend has just said, mm. she came knowing that. She looked yeah. at the data yeah. and knew that. And we pled with her, begged with her, and she said, but look, this is what I found on site. This is what I found on site. 
Mm. I don't I don't care what I'm to say, I don't care, but she said, Yeah, it's all very well what you're showing me about, about the improvement trends here and the improvement trends here. But when I came into the school and saw what was going on in books and saw what was going on in the classrooms, it doesn't support the judgment of satisfactory in those days, RI now. And she was right. I, 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 now I can see she was right, but it doesn't feel yeah. like it. What's on your mind? Let us know your thoughts, ideas and anecdotes. Drop us a line at beyondmailbag at twinkle.co.uk. The single word judgment, you know, is, yeah. has become a hot potato now, hasn't it? Because of yeah. what, what has happened to people. Um, and Amanda Spielman has just come out, hasn't she, to say that she thinks, and I have to say, I agree with her, mm. that the, I mean, technically there are no single word judgments apart from outstanding and good, all the others are two words, but I know what she means. <laughs> um, I think they have to stay. I, 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 mm. I you know I'm a signed up, well, you know, I believe, I believe Bridget Phillipson's doing a sensational job and I think she'd be a much better Secretary of State than any of the Tory seconds that we've had yeah. <laughs> and they've all been profoundly awful um but um personal view personal view but um she, i think amanda's right you know that um as a parent also mm. i do value it i do value it and and i regret well let me try and do this as neutrally as i can yeah. there are schools that have become out, out that were outstanding say 10 years ago that that then by law couldn't be inspected and fell very very quickly and well i'll say no more about that because i have personal experience as a parent of that but most parents if i'm totally honest with you including myself we don't read the reports in full. We just now they've very dramatically changed um, to make them quicker and easier to read. And I do think that's potentially not helpful. I read, I can say this, but as a parent now, not having a child who's going through the system anymore while she's in post 16. But the reports I used to write at the latter end. Well, I don't, I don't, I, you know that they're now about two pages long or something they used to be yeah. four they used to be wow. 25 yeah. when i was wow. in, in they were enormous they were enormous and every department was inspected every department got their own page and as a head of department that's all you read yeah. <laughs> um but now they're two pages long and i would say that's a backward step mm. because they're so bland yeah they're almost useless in my humble opinion but um they used to be you know they used to have their four sections and each section was 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 terribly detailed and we'll give examples of practice mm -hmm. and uh and uh that was ju just sensationally useful as a head teacher because you go through that line but i don't know what our teachers do with the new inspection reports i really don't but as a parent you, you simply haven't got time, have you? In a busy day, even as the most caring parent. Yeah. So I know why they're doing it, because I don't think parents were having the time to read a 10 page, if it was 10 pages, you know, including the documentation at the back and how many days were inspected and all the rest of it. have got time. I remember a school in Birmingham I did. Uh, I was privileged to be the lead inspector on this. 
and the head teacher was coming to the end of her career and she'd worked in the same school for about 20 years or something as a head teacher and she'd really given her life to it and she turned she and her staff no head teacher turns the school around it's the entire genuinely is the entire community and if a teacher a head teacher claims to turn the school around they should not be trusted and avoided <laughs> um, but uh, she'd given a life to it selflessly, selflessly, and it was the children from the most, you know what I'm talking about, by the most hideous obstacles to any kind of, and the parents yeah. had no evidence that school worked at all. So why yeah. on earth should they help their, yeah. urge their children to attend? Yeah. And yet the outcomes for those children in terms of their happiness, their joy, their curiosity, their passion for life, their optimism about the future, you know, it was just a total honour to be and to yeah. give that school outstanding. And and I don't think you see the effect of that on every single person associated with that mm. school yeah. is the converse of what we yeah. are now most frightened by. Where on the very rare occasions, mm. I really wish our listeners could see your face because just the kind of like. You just look so proud and so privileged to be a part of this. It's just genuinely. You like, are. You are. I can recall the school. This was a pro, um, not a pro, it was an alternative provision unit yeah. where it was the best. I never even saw these as a head teacher because, on the very rare occasions, I had to permanently exclude a child. And then they became the local authority of responsibility if the, if the appeal was, if it didn't go to appeal. Yeah. They would then it would then be an alternative provision of some sort if they couldn't locate them in a school. Well, I had no reason to really yeah. go and visit any of these alternative provision mm. settings, and often they're yeah. private schools. Often they're independent, I should say, because local authorities don't have the money. They just haven't got the money to yes. to, to run a very effective alternative provision site or prove. Um, and some of the best practice I ever saw was in those schools. Just phenomenal curriculum. Yeah for life you know where the schools were where the children were experiencing days where they would learn they'd be doing their uh, GCSEs in mathematics and history and geography and all the full curriculum but also they'd be looking after the land they'd be feeding their animals and, and making sure that that, 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 that they were uh, you know that they had a passion for life in that respect they'd be mending cars they'd be painting their school stunning yeah. and I used to come away from those schools and I gave I was lucky enough to be able to give outstanding to a few of those. Mm. The converse, of course, was that there were schools where, uh, for one reason or another, I've got to be careful what I say, but the the um, yeah. it'd been let go yeah. and yeah. nobody really cared. And particularly in these days where academies are, what can I say, because there is a significant d degree of, financial pressure on the mm. proprietors of some schools in the independent sector and academies in the state sector um it's it can easily go awry is what i would yeah. say it can easily go awry and the money can end up in completely yeah. the wrong place God forbid, I'm sure this never happens, but God forbid it should ever be the case that you drive into a school of a big academy and you see the you know, massive great yeah. cars belonging to the Academy Trust board yeah. and the 20, 20, the teacher who teaches 22 hours out of 25 mathematics, you know, the, the, the exhaust yeah. falling off and, 
you know, yeah. and she has to park next to this yeah. massive great land cruiser that belongs to somebody. And you, you do now, it sounds like special pleading, but in mm. Ofsted is there to back the children, but yeah. also to say, this doesn't look right. Yeah. And you don't, I would say that in, if conversely to the popular view and I don't mind being unpopular because it's my view. I think inspection should be broadened. I think mm. there should be. I think there should be a real emphasis on the way in which academy trusts um, lead their group, and they don't yeah. get it. I don't mind. I don't think they get it. They get audited, of course. They get audited, and that's quite right. Mm. They've got their public money being given to them, but it's their schools that get inspected, and therefore, by proxy, the academy uh, board will yeah. receive praise or criticism. Mm. But there are often cases, sadly, where in poorly run academies, and there are a few, because a normal bell curve of human experience dictates this, yeah. where a school will receive a negative judgment and the head teacher will mm. suffer the wrath yeah. of the academy board who will come down and say, because inspectors, inspections never fire anybody. No. Yeah. You're not allowed to say you should lose your job. You're not allowed to say this school should be closed. The, the pressure can often, if, where it's poorly applied, come from the governing yeah. body or the academy trust, who put the head under so much pressure. You're now not even allowed as an inspector to say, well, your exam results aren't very good. Yeah. and they weren't very good last year or you're not you can close an inspection down as a head teacher or as a head department by saying no oh, an inspector's just been to see me to say can i see your mock exam results for the last two years or can i see your test results for this class for the last term you ask that as an inspector and the inspection is uh -huh. torpedoed there and then every head teacher knows this about the data because it's in the schedule now you're not allowed to even mention it in the report you can't say pupil progress is, is over the past two years has been X or the result of the pupil uh, progress within the school as judged by the data we've seen in the school. You, It's all now, as it is in, has been for a while in independent school inspections, wholly on quality of education. What I think what I would do is I would not take Ofsted away. I wouldn't change it much if I, if I were, you know, such a state. I really wouldn't. Um, but I would, I would beef up local authorities and I'd say, because that's just gone to the wall in my view. Mm. I think I'd take a serious look at how academies are. are some of them are terrific, obviously. They really do. are oh, pupil-centred. But I really look at how they're formatively assisting the development of practice, because that's what local authorities used to do when they were, you know, they used to have advisors for every subject. And if they were great, they'd come in and they'd work with you and they'd develop projects in the authority, sharing good practice all around it. That still happens to an extent, but only now for those areas that are statutorily required, you know, like EAL or special yeah. education needs, you know mainstream teaching is left to the devices of the school well if you've got a stressed and worried yeah. school that hasn't got the money to go training people and no school has anymore mm. who's training you who's improving your practice all you've got 
as this is, uh, you know, my perception as a teacher is, oh, God, all the only thing that happens to me is I get inspected, told off, and away they go again. Of course, this, uh, this, it isn't always like that because because most schools, I think it's, what is it, 75% or something, 80% even in primary are um, good or better. So the inspection experience, while stressful, usually ends up pretty well. Graham, this is some listener feedback from a film mm-hmm. studies teacher. Um, they say, the funny thing is that I found my brushes with Ofsted less damaging than my experiences of schools trying to yes. anticipate Ofsted behaviour. One school that I worked for ran a mock oh. Ofsted week during which a visiting head teacher observed one of my lessons and graded it as inadequate, beginning a chain of consequences that ended up with me on an action plan and then being ejected from the school four months later. The odd thing was that I wasn't a bad teacher. I'd admit the lesson I ran in the first instance was the wrong one to run, but such was the hysteria around an imminent visit from the dreaded inspectors that the school was driven to taking rash decisions that I expect they regretted in the end. I have to say, I've had a similar experience in terms of the constant mock offsteads that were running on a cycle within the school were far more stressful than the real thing, far more. I agree, and I'm guilty of it myself. In the early days of my head teachership, and it was a school in 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 uh, it was a school in the category of concern when I when I went there. Um, I thought that would be a tremendous idea because I'm a, a fr- friends of mine, head teacher friends of mine in Birmingham, where the schools had achieved very significant and positive change. They'd done it. So I said to my leadership team, why don't we, yeah. you know, this horrible, horrible, nauseating word, Mockstead, you know, with, and there's nothing funny about that at all. It is just dire. And I always say to my leadership, let's do it. Let's do it. And only when you've done it once do you find, oh, my goodness, that was horrible um, and completely mm. counterproductive. If you are... I think, you know, as a half decent, if you, I said, I, we'd say it to ourselves as a leadership team, what have we just discovered? Nothing we didn't know before. Yeah, of course, the science teaching isn't very good, but there's only one science teacher and four of them are supplies and they're doing the best they can. But what can they, what can we expect? All you're doing yeah. is, is making people yeah. completely miserable. So, but now you see, one of the interesting things about training as a, an inspector was that we used to say, we used to be told by our, uh, line managers if you find a school has done mocksteads you've really got to ask questions about leadership yeah just going to say there's a whole section now certainly was when i was inspecting in the leadership category that says how well are the staff being led and you wouldn't put the school into special measures for this because you can't you can't you wouldn't and shouldn't and couldn't use a single episode of poor management if there was a pattern where the teachers were just being under the cosh the whole time one of the interesting things i used to find was that um you'd give that you'd you'd have a a staff questionnaire as you know you know and the staff would be invited to give their views about the school they were incredible because of course the staff would say because they were anonymous exactly what they wanted and you get them back and sift them through and sometimes they were excoriating about the leadership of the school Mm, i can imagine yeah i was always very very to the point because I mean the school that I most recently had Ofsted in that school needed to fail 
so much was wrong with that school the kids were being let down they weren't getting the grades they needed like Ofsted needed to come in and change it and it ended up being academized whether you think that's right or wrong those kids are getting better grades those kids have got better behavior management now yeah and it was just I got that and I I wrote a full-blown essay in my survey because I was like they need to know how Mm. bad it is but on the other hand, it was very interesting to, to in some in one school, I won't name it. There was an occasion where um, it was quite clear from the um, in, from the staff questionnaires that we were getting in that the head teacher was being bullied. Oh, interesting! And the staff had quite clearly they hated her. I won't say very much more, but but there was a, it was not well. Anyway, the point is the views of the staff in the inspection about what's being done to them i don't think this is widely appreciated so if if a school is is experiencing because and this can often be you've got to be well now it's easy for me to say isn't it but you know head teachers are under terrible pressure themselves too um so that's why they feel themselves driven to but if they can be braver and say god we don't need to add to the what do we most need to do and that's I know it's easy to say this, isn't it, as I had to, but I say to myself, okay, what do I really want here? What do I really want in this school? What I really want is for every single person, be it child or adult, at some point during today to say to themselves, I didn't know I could do that. Yeah. Really simple. I didn't know I could do that. To be surprised. If they can be surprised, you know, C.S. Lewis, you can be surprised by joy. If they can be surprised or that or what I really want as a teacher and what I really want is for at some stage in this on this site for every single adult or child to be curious mm-hmm. that's all I want that's all I want yeah. we're not going to launch SpaceX I haven't got the money I haven't got the resources and frankly none of us are that brilliant <laughs> we're ordinary people <laughs> yeah if we can make a child curious about what we're teaching so and then I firmly believe you know, that's that's much more likely to lead to a better school environment. I agree, totally. I want to say one thing about, if I may say something about this, this pressure business again, because... You used a very interesting word there, Jodie, in your, in your uh, last comment, and this word, fail. Now, what's interesting about, you know, the kind of uh, um, cartooning of education in, in, in uh, circles that are outside the profession, I'm talking now about the press, is that, is that that word, that's the only time that word is used. Never happens in Ofsted. You never say the school has failed. You never say that that never appears anywhere in the inspection schedule. There's no such right. word as fail. It doesn't appear. You can say a school requires special measures. You can say a school is in serious weaknesses or has serious weaknesses rather, but you can't say fail because quite rightly, it's a stupid word to use. But you see it in the press and you feel it. And if a school is placed in category, the press, the first thing, am I having to go to the press? Kind of, but they need to sell things, I suppose. But you will then hear it. School failed by, you know, um, useless head teacher or something. So Ofsted fails certain school. Now, how do you control that? You no. can't because <laughs> it's a free press. 
Same with the exam results. I used to be more terrified as a head by the, by the exam results than I was by Ofsted. Yeah. Much more terrified. Much more terrified. And that is, if I'm totally honest, one of the reasons why I stopped being a teacher because every mm. single summer. Yeah, you were on a cliff edge. And that wasn't because of inspection. I knew yeah. I, I could cope with that. Yeah. knew how to do that. That was okay because I'd been trained in it. But if you've got some idiot in the news press saying, oh, your results yeah. are 2% down, therefore this school is horrendous, this is a terrible school, you yeah. lose your kids. Lose your kids, yeah. lose your staff. It's your own time you're wasting. Ramblings from beyond the classroom with Marie and Jodie. There's not a lot they don't know about teaching. Oh, I could talk to you for all day. Yeah, I think so. we do need to wrap it up there. Thank you so, so much Thanks. for joining us. Pleasure. Yeah, that was really Pleasure. Pleasure. Um, we like to kind of wrap up, up, wrap up our episodes with Two Stars and a Wish. So we like a little positivity and something that we that can you make offset better. Um, do either of you have a wish to start with? Uh, sorry, no, star to start with. Star well, to start. I have a star in that... Um, I like the fact that Graham, when talking about Ofsted, keeps mentioning that it is child-focused. Yeah. Because I think as teachers, we very often feel it is teacher-focused, that it is all about us and our performance. Um, And it's actually quite reassuring to hear that that's not where the emphasis is. I mean, obviously, that, that links into it, but that's not where the emphasis is. Because... The feeling I got was if you didn't teach in a certain way, following these 10 rules that senior management have given mm. you, you, you know, you're not going to do very well. Whereas my approach to teaching was more reading the room and seeing where yeah. the kids were on that day and then adjusting yeah. things accordingly. And that ended up not working for me in the end. So I'm actually, I think that's really good that that has not actually come from Ofsted. Mm. That's, that's probably come from um, senior leaders in schools. Mine's kind of similar. My star is kind of, I have to say this conversation has changed my view of Ofsted being like the big bad wolf Mm. to actually senior leaders being the bad wolf. Um, And actually what teachers and Ofsted inspectors, or at least what Graham wants, is what's right for for the students and what's right for those kids. Yeah. And at the end of the day, kind of no one becomes an Ofsted inspector to put the fear of God into you. No, they do it because they want education to be better. And I don't think any school can say that their school is perfect and their education is perfect. So Ofsted is to make sure that it's not letting down kids and it's not letting down the people that are in that school. And maybe they don't, maybe it's not perfect because nothing is. But I think going in with that mindset of actually what we want is the same thing. Yeah. We want what's right for these people exactly. in front of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything you'd like to add, Graham? Or uh, oh, God. Uh, I think um, my one of the things I must say is what, what a sensational thing you're doing here is, if I may say that. It sounds terribly patronising, but... But, but Thank you. what a lovely forum and the people you've got people who are commenting mm. and joining you because my wish would be collaboration and more than anything else that, that yeah, if the emphasis for I think it will come back because all these things are cyclical you know at mm. some point some bright spark in a DFE will say hmm why don't we centralize some of these um, 
uh, ridiculous things that schools are doing on their own about ordering this and ordering that and making sure that the, the, the engines yeah. work and we've got a contract for this that why don't we do the procurement I don't know mm. on a local authority level which would mean the schools have got more money to spend on training and more money to spend on getting more adults in the classroom because yeah. the most valuable thing of all for me as a teacher was time mm. more yes. than any yeah. other and if I've got time I can enjoy my work and if I can enjoy my work the pupils yeah. are going to be happier, just the way it works. Yeah, absolutely. So if, I, if I'm spending my time, you know, comparing um, tyre tire manufacturers for the minibus, well, that's okay. the last time I've got to think, how yeah. can I start a lesson brilliantly? Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd agree with It doesn't you. fit entirely into the thing, well, but think... that's what I'd wish. Collaboration and, therefore, time. I think yeah. I, I think I agree. I think... Collaboration awareness, um, because, yeah, this has completely changed my mindset um, and a mindset that I've had kind of I'm young enough to have had Ofsted inspections as a kid. And I remember being a student when the school was inspected. In one case, it was the last time it was inspected. Mm. Um, But, yeah, kind of it won't be for long, I'm sure. Uh, But, yeah, kind of it's, yeah, just collaboration awareness of what the point is. Yeah, my my wish would be that we do some myth busting about mm. Ofsted. I think there are a lot of myths that have been handed down from teacher to teacher mm. and from senior Absolutely. teachers. Oh, you need to do this and you mm. need to do that. You know, mm. like you need to have a seating plan and it needs to say who's poop, no. people premium, who's on free school meals. You need to justify why you've sat X next to Y. And when yeah. Ofsted come in, I've always found they, they're not interested in looking at any of that. Not allowed to ask for it. And you might have spent hours. Not allowed to ask for it. So, yeah, so I think... You're not allowed to. And if you ask for it as an inspector, if you yeah. go into the inspector in, in, into your classroom and say, can I see your seating plan? Or worse, these days, can I see your plan for the lesson? Or can I see your data? Yeah. You ask yeah. for any one of those three things yeah. and the inspection is uh, um, at risk of failing. See? The you amount of... Seating plans I've pointlessly yeah. done. You, if yeah. you've got a seating plan and you use it as part of your regular stuff, hmm. you know, you might want to say to an inspector, I do this. But yeah. even so, an inspector will say, there's no need to show. Nowadays, didn't used to be, of course, but, but in the yeah. last four or five years when this course, yeah. schedule changed as a result of working with the unions, actually, mm. you know, the 25 lists, the 25 jobs yeah. that teachers were supposed not to do, that's taken dramatically seriously by inspectors. You you are expected to know those as inspector. What are teachers not required to do anymore? You know, the assessment paperwork yeah. and the data collection, all of those things. None of that is supposed to do are you supposed to do anymore? Yeah. And even marking is now. You can't go into a classroom as a as a as an inspector and look yeah. at pupils' books and say, Aha, these haven't been marked. Not that one would ever do that. But that's part of the myth. What? It doesn't matter whether you mark it or not. Are the children making pro- progress? Are they enjoying their learning? If you, you can kill a child's enjoyment and curiosity and passion for learning by marking it, book. But if you've got a system that works where you've got kids coming up to you saying, you know, mini tutorials during the lesson, they're coming up for five minutes, yep. uh, a whole 30 of yeah. them during one lesson, and you're having a chat with them, and you know, haven't written the darn yep. thing in the book. So what? Who cares? And inspectors are not allowed to yeah. say, just a minute. There's nothing in this book. So what? So there is. You're right. The myth busting is is terribly important. I'm not. I'm not blaming anybody for that. It's a whole system no. thing, isn't it? And exactly what you're doing here. It's easy, isn't it? Because I'm not being inspected. But the, but yeah. there is much less to be 
frightened of than people think. And, mm, and going yeah. back full circle, I, though, that sounds like I'm being terribly yeah. trite about our poor friend who, who took her life. The pressure she was under is Shakespearean, yeah. is catastrophic. And I, I really genuinely hope for those people who are listening that this has reduced your stress yeah. and reduced anxiety about it because... Yeah, me too. That's a huge thing. But it's really important to just say it is still stressful. Where that stress comes from, whether that stress should be there or not, is kind of irrelevant. Mm. It's a really stressful time for most people. And please, please, please talk to your colleagues Mm. or your friends or your family or reach out to some external support. All our thoughts are with Ruth Perry and her family. Yeah. Agreed. 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 This podcast is proudly produced by Beyond. Please bear in mind the views and opinions expressed are those of individuals and may not represent those of Beyond or Twinkle.